<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi there. We're going to jump into the show here in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you about our Patreon page at BobSeskaShow.com. Now, you might have noticed that most other podcasts only present one show a week or even one show a month. But here on this show, on the Bob Seska Show, we record four shows every week for you. Or, in fact, make it six shows a week if you include the postmortem bonus shows on our Patreon page. And since we're not part of a cable news network or a fancy corporation, we rely exclusively on your support to keep producing upwards of six shows per week. And the best way to support The Bob Seska Show is to sign up for as little as $1 per month at bobseskashow.com. That's pennies per show and only $12 per year. But it goes a long way toward allowing us to keep up with the fire hose of news every day. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Eat shit, Bob. Oh, come on. Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 9, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 231 of the Biden-Harris administration, 425 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Yeah, a little bit of a different show today, so let's start with this. Yeah. <laughs> Jody on the show. That's what we're waiting for. Yeah. Yes, we are. That's me. And she wrecks up more. He's not here today. No, he's not no, here. No. Bread. Nothing really grows with Jody on the show. With Seska. Okay, so first we have Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. From-the-bunker.com. Also at right. sexyliberal.com and patreon.com slash from the bunker. Okay, and guess who else is here? Yeah, on a Thursday show. What the hell's going on? What day is this? Wait, what, what the hell's going on? I'm still, uh, you know what? The good news it, is, Buzz, I'm still writing Tuesday on all my checks. See? <laughs> that that uh, joke always holds up, I doesn't know, it? It always kills. Oh, man. I, yeah, it's, it seems like it was just Tuesday. So. Yeah, yeah. By the way, does this make me an honorary goth ninja? Yes, you are. You're, yes, you're you the, are, along with Mary Trump. <laughs> oh, oh, how nice. Well, great. That's terrific. I think you're the lone boomer in the goth ninja yeah. contingent. Yeah, that's great. Nice. Uh, so, oh. yes, Buzz, Jody, Jody. Jody Buzz. I think the last time you guys talked on the show was uh, our gigantic New Year's Eve special last year, huh? That's right. Oh, what a yeah. fun show that was. I yeah. look forward to doing that again. Yes, absolutely. We will definitely do that again. I, I should probably say, uh, he's Bob, she's Jody, I'm Buzz, and 
Dave's not here, man. <laughs> see, you get a, see, automatically they go to the rim shot. Uh, okay, you know what? We're going to start here with a, a correction on the show. I very much regret this error. It's a minor I, error, but I, I'm disappointed that I got this wrong, Buzz, from, from Tuesday. I, contrib- I contributed to it also. I, contributed I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Jody is innocent. She's clean. Leave her alone. That's right. Uh, it's, this is all on Bob and myself. Yes. Uh, you know what? I occasionally, because we sit here and we spontaneously communicate for an hour and a half, sometimes erroneous information falls out of our mouths. Why? Uh, yeah. Once in a while it happens. And this is what happened on Tuesday's show. We are talking about how Ivermectin has been, yes, approved for human usage in certain dosages, but I guess the study and the Nobel Prize was for treatment of ringworm, not anything that's viral. And it's a fungus. I, See, yeah. it had the word, here's what threw us. It had the word worm in it. Yes, and it so did. we thought, oh, well, it'll be parasites. Right. No, it's a it's a fungus, like yeah. athletes. Fungus, it is a it is a fungus. Yeah. It is not, it is not as we said. A parasite. It is a fungus. But, you know, sue us, for God's sake, because we were, we've were we been talking about since the very beginning when this Ivermectin story started, that it's a horse dewormer. And worms in a, inside a host body are, in fact, and, uh, yeah, a parasite, and, right? And, and now back to our main topic. How do we stop this disinformation? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's not a tumor. I never said it was a tumor. I said, no. I said it was a parasite, and it's actually a, a fungus. Ringworm is a fungus. There, the more you know. No, ladies and gentlemen, you take, you know, if there's one thing you take away from today's show, ringworm is a fungus. So thank you very much. And we, of course, regret the error. So uh, I, along with Howard Stern, seem to be pushing the same idea when it comes to uh, this whole nonsensical freedom argument that we're getting from the anti-vaxxers and the shirkers and and all the and rest of the red hats. The two of you are not alone, but you're yeah. certainly among the more outspoken on what I agree with as well. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on Team Howard. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, I yeah. think, this happened on yesterday's Howard Stern show, and yes. then it also happened on yesterday's Stephanie Miller show, because I said basically the same thing. I said that we need to take back this freedom argument. Because what they've been doing, obviously, we've all been witnessing this nonsense from the anti-vaxxers about how, uh, you know, the vaccine mandates and the mask mandates and so on are infringing upon their freedoms, which is the biggest crock of shit. These whiny diaper babies continue to, you know, complain and make a capital case over the fact that they got to wear a little piece of cloth over their faces when they go on the Piggly Wiggly. What, What a shock. What a horrible, horrible world we live in. So that's what we're hearing from these guys. Well, it's not really their freedom that's being curtailed. No. I feel like it's our freedom. Those of us who have been grown-ups from the very beginning, those of us who have done the right thing from the word go, it's our freedoms that now are absolutely being uh, infringed upon because we can't get back to a, some sort of version of normal with our, our lives now. Because of the irresponsibility of these people. And make no mistake, irresponsibility is not a virtue. Shirking the rules, shirking your responsibility in society is not in any way a virtue, is it? And this goes back to our point about minority rule. Because right now, this country feels as though it's being run by the minority. What we have is 75% of America now, or at least among adults, 75% of adults in this country are now at least partially vaccinated. Yeah. 
versus what the 25 percent so when the media says there are two sides to the mask issue we're going to cover both sides of the mask debate yeah no no there is there's, scientifically there's only one side we're the damn thing mm-hmm. uh, exactly. and 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 among the populace there's only one side and that's the majority rule 75 percent who are a-okay with vaccines uh so it's time as i said on tuesday to stop letting these bullies push around a majority that's right i can't even imagine Buzz and Jody. <laughs> so bizarre. Buzz and Jody. This is such a yes, weird thing yes. for me. Um, I can't even imagine what these people would have said during World War II. Oh, they right. would have left the lights on in Los Angeles during blackouts. <laughs> they would have That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, uh, my mom lived in LA during World War II, and mm. she and her grandmother would say, Go to the movies yeah. at six o'clock, and they'd see like a double feature and come out, and the whole city was blacked out because there was mm-hmm. an air raid siren and everybody sh- and so they had to practically feel their way back to their apartment yeah wow. it, it, these are the people that would have left the blinds up with their fucking lights on and LA would have been bombed that's right except for Mortimer Bongino the great great grandfather of Dan Bongino his lights <laughs> blazing he's got all oh, I'm just kidding I, the, I am of not course. aware of any great great grandfather of Dan Bongino um, you know and we go over and over again about seat belts and other you know helmets right, for right. motorcycle riding Riders. Uh, these are things that have come to be accepted. They've come to be the law of the land. There's no reason a vaccine can't protect us in the same legal way. Right. Well, right. And the difference between seatbelt laws and mass vaccinations is if I don't wear a seatbelt and I get into a car wreck, I'm the person that's going to get injured. I'm not going to injure somebody else necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Well, you right. could, but it's not going to set off a chain reaction exactly. in which if I injure 6, somebody else, people, yeah. yeah, are in car If my body too. projectiles out somewhere and hit somebody else on the street, it's not going to be ad, ad infinitum, you know what I mean? Yeah, unless Jody, your your body has this capacity to ricochet wildly, then maybe <laughs> maybe you start taking out other people like Daffy Duck at the end of those cartoons where he would just Exactly. Flip around I mean, the if you're like that, but I mean, honestly, and it, well, it's more like smoking or drunk driving. Pretend, well, even yeah. drunk driving, it's yeah. not contagious. Smoking, you can literally injure somebody else that right. doesn't want to inhale your fucking That's poisonous right. smoke. That's right. Excellent example. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect. So. Well, here's what Stern said uh, yesterday. I believe it was on his oh. show. He said, uh, "Fuck them. Fuck their freedom. I want my freedom to live. I want my freedom to live." And that is such a a salient point. It's a simple point, but it's a salient point. And this is one of the things that is causing most of my stress right now. Most of my anger and resentment is directed at the people. Yes, yes. Because here again, I've been saying this since, well, maybe for more than a year now that we could have been done with this last summer. We could have been through with it. I mean, for God's sake, this is a nation that fought off Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan at the same time, uh, on top of solving a, a Great Depression. We're able to do shit like this, but I guess not anymore. I guess now it just not we're not oh, even capable of achieving these kind of things. We've we've failed at things from the very beginning. I yeah. mean, Tuesday we were talking about people eating a uh, Vicks vapor rub in 1918 because <laughs> they thought true. it would cure the Spanish flu. That's right. have, have, are, I think we're basically the same people. Well, you know, then again, back in 1918, they you know some people still thought that if you had cancer, you were infected with demons and goblins and things like and that. And some you. people today think that too. Yes, yeah. yeah. also yeah. true. Yeah. All of it requiring a bleeding. Or something like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a that's Features. what they would do. Uh, but yeah, this is we're all being held hostage by the irresponsibility, the defiant and angry minority. And yeah, 
Yeah, and it is a minority. I mean, this is one of the things we were talking about with uh, Eric Bowler yesterday on the show, which is that this whole notion that America is even Stephen divided over COVID is actually kind of nonsense. It's made up. It's just a version of the, the both sides meme where, yeah, they have to amplify certain you know factions and de-amplify other factions to create an even keel, right? To create that even Stephen 50-50 uh, balance on uh, cable news especially. Well, uh, yeah, and this goes to the news media's practice of making everything a contest. It's yeah, a, yeah. You know, it's all about points scored and, oh, is this, how, how will this hurt Joe Biden? That's exactly you know, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, it, but that's it's Chuck Todd's mantra. I, absolutely, but it's really not the fifty-fifty divide that no. Chuck Todd makes it out to be. It's more like I don't know, seventy-five, twenty-five. The problem is that the twenty-five are really outraged right now, and they've got the backing of multiple uh, uh, Red Hat news outlets, so the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex, and that's that's what's making them sound bigger than they are. It's the, the volume of their voices make them sound like there's a greater volume of people uh, forming that faction, and that's not always true. Well, let's try this, and, and I can't answer this question because I'm not a parent, but it, yeah. let's say you're at the grocery store with your toddler, and the toddler, uh, just uh, their head explodes, and they yeah. throw a screaming fit, mm. and they turn red as a beat, and they're, they're wailing, and you, do you ignore them? Do you punish them? Do yeah. you, what do you, how do you, because however, whatever the proper method of handling that is, that's the method we need to apply to these folks. Yeah. I mean, I've always said, I, I think the Democratic Party has an issue with walking on eggshells. I think the Democratic Party is often overly concerned with not pushing back too hard for fear of offending swing voters, I guess. And maybe that's the motivation. Mm -hmm. Part of it. But in this case, I, I really feel as though at some point very, very soon, and we seem to be moving slowly in that direction, at least when it comes to the White House, that some sort of national vaccine mandate is going to have to be at some point in the not too distant future part of the options on the table, if not something that is actually done. And while it's, I guess, a positive thing that businesses are taking it upon themselves to do it, plus, as I said, Joe Biden today announced a, a vaccine mandate for all federal workers yes. and contractors. Mm -hmm. So this extends to everyone that has a government contract or works for those contractors. So, yeah, sure, you, you can shirk the vaccine mandate now if you want to. But you may end up losing your lucrative government contract. Uh, One of several yeah. good pieces of news to come out of that administration in the last yeah. few days, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the statue, the, the 18 Trump appointees to military boards. Uh, a lot of good things have happened in the last oh, 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is certainly one of them. So this is something that is slowly expanding out in concentric circles. We're seeing more and more mandates being put into place because I think what they're seeing is the same thing that the rest of us are seeing every time we go to Google and search for, you know, United States COVID and we get that chart or we put in our own state, you know, in my case, Maryland COVID or Florida COVID or California COVID. And we see the rise in cases that's happening right now. I guess it's because of the Delta variant. But uh, this is now in advance of children going back to school. And it's now in advance of the cold weather seasons beginning when more and more yes. people are indoors, more and more people are susceptible to illnesses. 
So while, you know, as I said the other day, there could be an inflection point, I guess they're saying maybe in October where the cases start to go down because of the vaccination rate. October. Yeah, yeah. But from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from people like uh, Dr. Irwin Redliner from the Stephanie Miller show is that uh, probably not. We're we're, we're headed toward another uh, pretty significant spike here. And uh, you would you would think so. And, and, And we may be certainly, as I said, on Tuesday, the the hospitals are full. Uh, kids, over twenty five percent of kids are are falling victim to it now. Yeah, uh, and, and the death rate is has peaked out again at a crazy point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just looking at Florida's numbers from yesterday. We're down several hundred uh, in terms of hospitalized uh, COVID patients uh, from yesterday, and we were down, and that was down several hundred from the day before. I, is that because they're dying? Is that because fewer cases are coming in? I don't know. Uh, It is worrisome that, as of now, uh, kids are back in school. Uh, We already had some schools started before Labor Day, and uh, some of them, uh, a thousand of them, over a thousand of them, have already shut down. Now, as of this week, they're pretty much all open. And uh, here we go. So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think think it, it still might get worse before it gets better, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it, it got better, and it certainly won't be because of good behavior of the people. Uh, yeah, the millions of new vaccinated are certainly helpful in that regard. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Yeah. they are. They got us up to that 75% mark. Uh, virologists want a, a higher number than that, but secretly, privately, they will tell you 75% is a pretty good number. Yeah, it's so we're, I think we're beginning to, to, to make some inroads. Remember, your flu vaccine is only 60% effective, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, virologist, uh, anything over 60% is good. Yeah. 75% is very good. 85, 95% is considered ideal. Yeah. I, well, now we've got kids who are unvaccinated going back to the front lines, uh, yes. more or less. And now, uh, according to the latest numbers, according to the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, children now represent uh, more than one in four or 26.8% of the weekly COVID-19 cases reported nationwide, according to this new data. And that's all horrible news because they're bringing it home. They're giving it to grandma. They're giving it to their parents. They're giving it to yes. their brothers and sisters. If they have it, they're giving it to their friends. Uh, you know, there are so many very complicated equations here in terms of uh, groupings and, and who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated, who's partially vaccinated, who might be a, a breakthrough. And yeah, I think to a certain extent, the complexity of a massive pandemic like this is confounding a lot of people in this country. And I think that's why we see a lot of the acting out. There was another video going around uh, Twitter today of uh, a couple on an airplane, and I guess yes, they were taking right. their mask off down under their nose, that that old uh. trick. I was at FedEx the other day, and there was a there was an old lady right behind me, and the uh, the mask pulled down under her chin for God's sake. Yeah. Well, I mean, why even bother at that point? Well, it's but, uh, like it's like nobody ever watched Mash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. I mean, it's, it's like, Jesus. Even when when Henry Gray's Blake, Anatomy, any any fucking any fucking television show that's got any sort if, of medical procedure on right. the planet. If, I mean, if only fuck. if on, if only there had been more medical shows on TV. If only Gray's Anatomy wasn't going into its 18th season for fuck's sake you know yeah holy shit yeah well even with uh oh wait there's a different show this is doogie hauser this is the doogie hauser new doogie hauser coming by the way yes but uh even in that episode where henry blake is killed in that plane crash you know and radar comes in to inform the rest of the cast in the or 
Uh-huh. He comes in without a mask, and what's the first thing people yell at Put him to do? Put on a mask. Put on yeah. a mask, Radar. Right. And he's there with the worst news in the world. And of course, I'm saying the worst news. Yeah, Henry Blake dies. Here's his two well, houses. In their world. Hey, that's a spoiler there, Bob. <laughs> I haven't sorry. gotten to that episode yet. <laughs> I know. I'm so, Spoiler. I'm so sorry for spoiling Mash for you, but you know this is a this is no brainer shit. And, and you know what? You were mentioning uh, the numbers you were looking at for Florida Buzz. Yeah. One of the things that I've been noticing is sometimes that Google chart gets a little weird, and I don't know if you guys have noticed any inconsistencies between the Google sure. chart and what we've been seeing with other press outlets or. I was noticing the chart. I was going through some of the states today, and there was some sort of significant drop over the past couple of days that then corrected itself again. It was like, you see the numbers going up, you see the chart going up and up and up, and then there's like a precipitous decline for like two days where it goes down a lot, and then it's back up to where it was. And it was across several different states. And that's just an example for some of the inconsistencies that I've been noticing in that Google chart. It seems like maybe... The reporting gets a little glitchy somewhere in there where they don't have adequate numbers, maybe, or there wasn't any report from that day. Yeah. Sometimes the reports get in late, you know, dog ate the homework, that kind of thing. There are some states like Nebraska that are suppressing that information. Mm -hmm. Uh, The information I'm using is from hhs.gov. Oh. And uh, they say 13,000 people hospitalized with COVID-19 in Florida yesterday, down 418 from yesterday. That's good. Uh, 3,000, a little over 3,000 in ICU beds, down eight from yesterday. Hmm. And that seems to have been the trend the past few days, at least according to those numbers. Fascinating, uh, given the fact that kids are back in school. And mm-hmm. I well, guess- Well, they may go up again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is true. And there are some school districts there, right? Some uh, counties that are- shirking oh. the, uh, whatever DeSantis said, ban, his well, ban yeah, on mask mandates. And, and they can do so now with virtual impunity. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Uh, a judge ruled uh, late yesterday, a Florida judge ruled, uh, uh, no, DeSantis can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and now all Florida school districts are free to make their own decisions about masking, and more than a dozen of them have, yeah. which tells you what's right. Um, but uh, it, he, he's really gotten squashed on this one. And, you know, look, we're three people sitting here all childless, and I can't even imagine. Child free. Child free. free. Yes, yes, there you we go. Are that's child a, free. There you go. That's an excellent, excellent way to put it. Thank you very much. I'm going to use that from now on. Because you know what? It's not always a tragedy when you don't have kids. It's actually no. kind of cool. It's fun yeah. and awesome to not have kids. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, but I think we're more concerned about other people's children than they true. are. That is true. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, that is very much true. But, you know, I can't even imagine having kids and, you know, what do you do in this situation? I try to put myself in the, in the shoes of parents of young children, children under the age of 12 who are sending their kids back to school and have no choice, really, to send them back to school in some cases and in many cases without a mask mandate and i would be utterly terrified i mean how do you deal with that i mean uh i think uh, chris boozy was on uh kimberly's show yesterday uh christopher boozy is a it guy he's, he's really intelligent really he's got a great twitter feed you should definitely follow him but he was talking about how he's got one kid who's vaccinated and another kid who's not vaccinated and he's concerned about the kid who's not vaccinated giving sure. his kid who is vaccinated a breakthrough infection. Uh, yeah. Is it because of the age difference? Because one's under 12, yes. perhaps? And, yes. And that, yeah, that would be a maddening problem as yeah. a parent. Uh, 
I mean, especially if you live in a small place, how do you deal with that? How do you quarantine? I mean, or do you? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it, know. Yeah, it's and, re- and and I don't know that there's even guidance on that. Yeah. But I do know that kids are being used as pawns. Yeah. Uh, babies have now died of COVID-19 mm-hmm. in the hospital. And older people, uh, the disease being brought home. Uh, as I said the other day, adults are mostly giving it to kids. Yeah. Adults who won't get vaxxed and won't wear a mask. And now they're giving it to children who don't qualify yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be soon, yeah. but it's never soon enough. Uh, soon, I think uh, children under 12 will be able to, to get vaccinated as well, and that will help. I, I, I don't know. A lot of people I know saw a video the other day of uh, some, and I think it was in Tennessee, but uh, you see so many videos, it's forget. It's easy to forget where they all come from. But some parents were pushing past a security guard and a school administrator to push their unmasked children into a school as they were being barred at the door. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know if, so a lot of people, you know, it's just a nightmare. <clears throat> there is a semi-happy ending to that. They were able to corral all of those kids in a library where yeah. they could not come in contact with any of the other students. They did not get to attend classes. They did Good. not get to interact with the other students. Good. So as bad as that looked and as bad as it really is, fortunately, none of the other kids in that school or teachers or janitors or anyone else got infected. Amazing statement on where we are as a nation here right. uh, when we have a serious deficit when it comes to education. And we're seeing that illustrated every goddamn day uh, on Fox News Channel and, and elsewhere. Certainly with a lot of these people who are shirking vaccines and engaging in bro science and all the rest of it. Um, amazing thing knowing that children who are, are of you know elementary school age are going back to school in a climate in which not only might they be mowed down in a gun massacre, but now they could also get this potentially deadly virus. I, Jesus. I mean, I read a comment from a teacher who said, uh, here's what our teacher meetings are like now, our staff meetings are like yeah. at our school. We ask uh, the administrators, can we open our doors for fresh air circulation to, to prevent COVID? And they said, no, you have to keep your doors shut in case there's a shooter. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. That's, oh my that's God. the world we live in now. And that's the thing. I mean, if Sandy Hook and, and, and uh, uh, Stoneman Douglas did nothing, because the Sandy Hook kids would be entering high school right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's um, true. And, and the kids in, in Parkland would be entering college um, or graduating college maybe now. Um, yeah. Either way, that didn't do anything. Do you really think a disease that a lot of people still think is a hoax is going to help? Yeah, there are things that need to be done, obviously, along those lines. But from just a basic empathy point of view, mm-hmm. I mean, wh- what was the worst thing that could have happened when we were kids going to school? I guess, you know what, we had into the 80s when I was in uh, Global school, thermonuclear so war. Yeah, global thermonuclear war. And that was probably and, a little little bit of a stressful thing for us. And the kid next bit. door used to beat me up every day on the way home from school. <laughs> but other than but that. Besides that. No, yeah. I remember, I mean, because I live in Los Angeles yeah. when I was in grade school, we had third stage smog alerts mm-hmm. all the time oh, wow. yeah. um, where literally you couldn't go out and recess in like the late summer, early fall mm-hmm. at the beginning of the school year because it was so bad. The, the, the smog in the city. Oh yeah. And I've, we've had maybe three since 2000, mm-hmm. you know, it's very rare anymore because but. of our emission standards. And then we also had to do drop drills right. for oh, yeah. <laughs> during the Vietnam war, just in case. Mm-hmm. A nuclear bomb was headed our way. So every it was the last Friday of every month, air raid siren would go off 
and at school, wherever you were, you had to drop as if that's going to help. Um, yeah, yeah. Get under that desk, kid. You know, the only kids that were safe were the ones that were in the, the uh, bomb shelter, which was our music room. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So you can hide from the nuclear attack, but at least you've got a trombone nearby, right? Exactly. And a piano and a stage. We could <laughs> yeah. put on a show. Recorders. Um, Recorders for all the kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Awful, but I mean, that's, you know, like if it was during recess, we'd just drop in the middle of the field. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. now what? We, I, yeah. Growing up in Tornado Alley and, and yeah. growing up in Kansas, oh, yeah. we, we, we didn't have, uh, you know, nuclear attack drills, yeah. but we had tornado drills. Absolutely. And they would take us down to the basement of this huge high school. And that's where all the uh, the uh, civil defense rations were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was at least, at least there was food. And uh, <laughs> that was also where they had the rage room where oh, you'd yeah. take a kid who's out of control to throw cans of paint or something. <laughs> That, a rage room? Oh, yeah. I, like uh, no, no. Oh, I yeah. wish I had had one. I wow. want one now. I want a rage room yeah. right now. I guess this okay. is the room I'm in right now is my rage room. I guess that's it what was, it was. It was mostly a secret until they yeah. took us all down for a drill. Yeah. But uh, I understand uh, teachers made a veil of that as well. Plus, you know, if a witch was coming for your little dog, you could hide in right. the rage room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. In Kansas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, the difference is, I think, here is that we never actually saw a, an American school get blown away by a nuclear bomb. Uh, right. We never actually saw what could happen. It never actually happened in the United States, obviously. But with this, with COVID, with uh, gun massacres, right. it's like uh, practically a weekly event. I mean, we were joking six, seven years ago with the gun massacres. We were making uh, dark jokes about how the reporting is just a Mad Libs. You can go down and just fill in the blanks, and th there's your story. It's the same story every single time. And this is what kids are seeing. They're actually seeing. They can go on the internet freely and see photos of this shit going down in other schools. That has to be like next level terrifying. I mean, it's like, you know, with us, it's like, I, I don't wanna go to the gym because I don't wanna get COVID. Yeah, okay, I'm a grown-up. I can kind of handle the, you know, the fear and the stress that goes along with the possibility of being injured in a public space. But kids aren't uh, necessarily equipped to be able to deal with that. And uh, there seems to be uh, maybe a psychological aspect of this that we haven't even begun to confront oh, in this yeah, country. Oh, yeah, because, you know, society has always evolved. It's always changed. There's always, there have always been new things to get used to. Yeah. This is dystopian. Yeah, the, it is. You know, the, the, the gun violence and mm -hmm. the, the pandemic and, oh, you, you know, we didn't used to have to think about these things. They, nope. It really, we joke about it, but it really was a simpler time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Even with the nuclear missiles dropping and our yes, <laughs> rage yes. rooms for throwing paint. Pretty, yes. pretty cut and dried. Yeah. And so in that way, and it, it, was, it was generally singular. Now we're just, we're surrounded by by threats. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, in high school, we had a milkshake machine. I mean, we could... <laughs> We could have wow. hot pretzels and milkshakes. I mean, well, uh, Northern Virginia school district is always going to be better That's equipped. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, we, had, we just had pickle sales. <laughs> That's so fun, pickle sales. You could buy a pickle after school. Well, speaking uh, <laughs> speaking of pickles, in a in a second here, we're going to talk about this study that shows ivermectin causes. Ha, huh, shocker. Infertility in men. Yep. They're saying this is uh this is legitimate. So we're gonna dig into this in just one second. Plus three cheers for Patton Oswalt, a true yes, American hero, hero doing doing the right thing. 
in a difficult time. We need more of this attitude. Plus, on top of doing the right thing with regard to COVID, we're going to get into this in a second, he also totally owned Ted Cruz. And any <laughs> anyone who owns Ted Cruz is fine with me. Ted Cruz, yeah. go fuck yourself. Thank you, John Boehner. <laughs> All right, back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bob Seska Show. Not for nothing, men and tales, gloom and silence, and sleep and pills. Oh, oh, oh. oh this is great. This is If by Whiskey, brand new single from uh, If by Whiskey, a song called. Uh, girl of Southern Irony. Yeah. Of a girl. The, the vocals, I don't know, the vocal production on this is so interesting because it, it feels like he's re- the singer's really in my head right now. It's really, really up front and uh, fascinating, fascinating song and mix. Facebook, Facebook.com slash if by whiskey. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Thank you. Bobseska.com slash music to submit. Thank you. Okay. Yes, please do that. And yeah. Jody, I was going to ask you, can you believe the music Bob gets on this show? It's amazing. It's <laughs> it yeah, is really, amazing. It's some yeah. of the best music I hear now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've got so much new music that got stacked up during August because we were doing the songs of the summer throughout August and then culminating in the indie music countdown at the end of August, which you can still listen to. It's okay to listen to the Labor Day indie music countdown oh, yeah. after Labor Day. It's not like wearing white pants or anything like that, or tan suits, as the case may be. Or wearing um, fur and horns before Memorial Day. <laughs> it's not like that at all. That's right. Wait, I have a question with the white after yes. Labor Day. Yeah. Isn't technically every day after Labor Day, even the day before Labor Day, technically after Labor Day? So no, what's, see, when, when you I, can you wear the white then? I mean, I, exactly what point in time are you let, allowed to wear let, white after let, Labor Day? Let, let me, after after Labor Day, I unless it's, you know, I don't know. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Honestly, I, you know, at least until the weekend's over. But yeah. I, I think in warm weather, any warm weather after Labor Day, I think mm-hmm. you can still wear it. So yeah. for me, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's true. Oh, in California, yeah, Southern California, you bet, you bet. This should totally be like a curb your enthusiasm thing. This is that like, Jody. That was totally like a Larry David Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> conversation starter. Like, isn't every day after Labor Day? I mean, technically, technically it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it is because you know what? Every damn day, I have a collection of about a hundred V-neck white, white Hanes t-shirts. t-shirts. And I wear, you know, it's like uh, it's like a doctor who wears the scrubs every day to work, right? I wear the white V-neck T-shirt every day, so I'm always wearing white. Yeah, he brazenly shows his neck muscles. <laughs> Just don't be around Kathleen Turner if you're wearing white after Labor Day. That is yeah, also I, true. Yeah, I can handle it. Uh, or any Republican who gets bent out of shape over uh, guys wearing tan suits after Labor Day. I should say, black guys wearing tan suits right. after right. Labor Day. Reagan was oh, fine. Yeah. He yeah. was okay to wear. Totally. Right. 
Well, um, interesting new study to come out uh, about ivermectin here and a possible side effect. They're saying, in, according to these studies out of Nigeria, uh, several universities in Nigeria, that ivermectin causes infertility in men. 85% of this study group ended up getting uh, infertility as a consequence of taking ivermectin. I would say, though, before we dig into the uh, details of this, take it with a grain of salt. It was, uh, from what I was able to see, it was a small study group, 385 patients, no control group, and poor methodology, uh, according to some uh, some <laughs> yeah, science and, people. And as progressives, we shouldn't be pushing disinformation, but why doesn't it bother me that this is out there? I know, I know. I would prefer this to be out there. I mean, what uh -huh. a great thing. Either ivermectin's gonna kill you, it's gonna give you diarrhea, or it's gonna give you infertility. And Alex Joe's like, give me more! I want more yeah. Just, just inject it into my head. That's why I want more of this crap. It oh gives us God. hope. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, what? True or not, it's like any good fable. It, true or not, it gives us hope. Well, uh, it would be a shame if Joe Rogan and Alex Jones weren't able to uh, breed. I mean, what a, what a tragedy that would be. Uh, the study conducted by researchers in Nigeria screened 385 patients with river blindness. Mm -hmm. To investigate the effects of ivermectin on sperm function, the researchers found that 85% of all male patients treated in particular center with ivermectin in the recent past who went to the laboratory for routine tests were discovered to have developed various forms, grades, and degrees of sperm dysfunction. They weren't tested prior to the treatment, so That's we right. have no baseline to compare it to. That's unfortunate. Yeah. The dysfunctions include the following. <laughs> <laughs> Low sperm count, poor sperm morphology, two heads, tiny heads, oh, double tails. If only I had known you could have two-headed sperm. <laughs> tiny heads, double tails, absence of tails, and here, my favorite one, albino uh -huh. sperm cells. I thought oh sperm was already white. <laughs> yeah. I know, no shit. I guess the sperm cells themselves, not the, you know, not the, the sperm, yeah, spermatozoa, not the fluid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the fluid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, what azospermia or the absence of motile sperm? I guess those are sperm that don't swim bad around. Bad swimmers. Yeah, They're yeah. bad swimmers. Interesting. And uh, you know, look. Ultimately, we could see some peer-confirmed uh, duplicate studies elsewhere. Uh, that are more methodologically sound. I don't know if that's an actual well, word or what. Dis disinformation needs to be stopped, but I can let this one slide. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Plus, uh, three cheers for the great Patton Oswalt. We all love uh, Patton. Yeah. One of the best around. Uh, he's canceling shows. I think it's five or six shows in both Florida and Utah. Correct. Where the venues refuse to require vaccines and or negative tests. That's still and amazing that there are places like that. They're that like, at, oh, least in, at least in Florida, that's the law. The venues are not allowed to do that under <laughs> Governor DeSantis. Yeah. Well, you know what I would say? If I was running a venue in Florida and it was a choice between Patton Oswalt coming to my venue and or, you know, listening to Ron DeSantis and his ridiculousness, I'd go with Patton Oswalt. But, I'm, I'm already before you get into this tweet. I just yeah. I want I want very so very fond of Patton Oswalt. Anyway, he was a semi regular guest on a show that I used to be part of. Don and Mike, and yeah. I got got to meet him and and uh, you know know him a little bit. Uh, 
And uh, he became, among the many other things, in addition to being an, an incredible stand-up comic and uh, doing voiceover work and, and uh, acting on yeah. camera, uh, he's one of Hollywood's best script doctors. Now, yeah. to me, mm -hmm. that's about the coolest job you can have. Because yeah. in my case, when it comes to writing, I'm not good at, at so much at original material or at least ideas. But if somebody else gives me the idea and says, run with it, then I can do something with it. So I like the idea idea of script doctoring and I've always been envious I've always wanted his job because I think that would be a lot of fun but yeah he really uh made a lot of points uh in a couple of ways on Twitter in the last 24 hours plus he's made being a nerd cool I, I like that I like that about uh -huh. Patton Oswalt uh -huh. where he owns his nerddom he doesn't mind letting his nerd flag fly that's right. that's fine with me and it makes life easier for guys like like me. And if you've never seen it, you got to go to YouTube and watch his Star Wars filibuster, which is one of the funniest <laughs> things. He just improvised this. I don't know. It's like a seven minute long filibuster <laughs> at this. Uh, what was it like Parks and Rec or something like that? One of those shows. Uh, it's just absolutely one of the funniest things in the world. And of course, his stand up is great. Watch all of his stand up specials. But uh, Ted Cruz tweeted about this uh, cancellation of these uh, several venues in Florida and Utah. Ted Cruz went and trolled Pat Oswald, which is a big fucking mistake. I mean, someone talk about bad staff work. Right. His staffer should have been waving him off. Don't don't even go. My God, Ted Cruz, are you out of your league? Yeah. Senator, stay away from Pat Oswald. Not only that, he did it at like one o'clock in the morning. Ted Cruz tweeted, both of his fans were disappointed. Mm, yeah, yeah. The really, really lame. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So Ted Cruz walks right into another one here. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. And so here was Patton Oswalt's multi like a whole threaded reply to Ted Cruz. Uh -huh. He says, uh, this is Patton Oswalt. He says, sigh, okay, Ted, here we go. Not as disappointed as Texas was when you cut your Cancun vacation short and came home. <laughs> Next tweet, Ted, you treated this at 1 a.m., Put the phone down and return to liquid form for a few hours. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Ted, my fans are all at home waiting to see you at the January 6th hearings. Yeah, perfect. I'm so flattered you took time from your porn scrolling for this, Ted. Yeah, another good one. And then, of course, he concludes by saying, well, that was fun. As always, Ted, you're a friendless, cowardly embarrassment, and your beard looks stupid. So, Yeah. <laughs> Do not cross him. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is where our side of the ledger, our side of the aisle, excels. We have people like Patton Oswalt who know how to talk about politics, and they know how to talk about politics in not only a salient way, but a funny way and a clever way and a smart way. And I, I've always thought that messaging was important. We've, we've talked about that at great length. And yeah. We've talked about it with Rachel Bittacoffer at great length. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so many of us are now ready for action. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have elected Democratic officials who are a little hamstrung in a couple of ways. Their majority, such as it is, is tenuous at best. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some folks standing in the way, but there are things they could do and they need to do. And and although, you know, speaking and writing uh, are important, uh, what we really need now is action and the window of opportunity 
on taking these actions to, to protect democracy, yeah. to stop the pandemic, to uh, slow climate change. Uh, the window, time is up, man. We, we, we have to do this now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it can't be put off any longer. And the time for uh, arguing and debating and talking, in my mind, is virtually over because this is the time to act or not act and lose it all. Yeah, it seems to me as if it's always better and, uh, in fact, an easier climb, an, e an easier task to get these things while the numbers are still low. And we are, to a certain extent, at a peak right now, and I don't know where this is going to go, but it seems as though doing the right thing at this point is is when you do it. Because what's happening is, uh, while, yeah, there are 75 80% of us who are doing the right thing, those 25 percenters, those 30 percenters, those people are the ones who are creating all of these variants that could make life miserable for the rest of us. And that's one of the things, one of the many things that I'm concerned about. And now we've already started to see this... Uh, uh, this mu variant is now found mu, in 49 yeah. states. What were you going to say, Buzz? Mu. Mu variant. Mu. Is it it's mu? The Greek, it's yeah, mu? It's the yeah. Greek pronunciation Pe is people, mu. People have been associating it with cows when they should be associating it with cats. <laughs> I yeah. see. Okay. Mu, mu, mu variant. But I, I have to say, virologists are not as concerned about some of those other variants. Delta has proven to be so strong, mu doesn't stand a chance against it. Ninety-some percent of the cases in this country yeah. are, are Delta. And uh, so the mu variant is having a hard time taking hold, thank goodness. Good. Yeah. And uh, so really the Delta variant, if there's anything good about it, it's kind of keeping... It's so powerful, it's kind of keeping down the other variants. Yeah, I think yeah. we have 167 people in Los Angeles that have the mu variant, but it mm. doesn't seem to be spreading at the moment, which right. is good. Well, 1-800-MU-Variant so. to vote for the mu variant in America's favorite variant competition. <laughs> this is the coming this fall to NBC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, or, yeah. or if they do it on Fox, it'll be in costume. <laughs> That's exactly right. There's all the variants fighting it out in a dance contest. You wouldn't believe all kinds of Hollywood glamour and glitz. Um, yeah. Next on America's Kids Got Dancing. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, moving on here. Yeah, um, D.C. is already preparing for Insurrection Version 2 happening on right. uh, September 18. You know what this one's all about? You know what this rally is about? As police brace for this, and I think they're mm -hmm. coordinating with Nancy Pelosi's office and so on. Right. The theme is justice for J6. That's justice. Yes, it's this about, is a, yeah. Yeah, this is a rally in uh, support of all the people who have been arrested from January 6th, all the insurrectionists. Right. Jesus, uh, so utterly brazen. Uh, they, there have been yeah. protests every single day outside yeah. uh, the, the prison where a lot of these uh, accused uh, or convicted insurrectionists are being held. Yeah. Uh, and th this is, will be uh, an expansion or extension of that. How big it's going to be, uh, how brave these folks are or think they are, uh, remains to be seen. I've even seen posts that indicate that it's been moved to this Friday, the 11th, to throw everybody off. Or the yeah. 10th. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Friday is the 10th. Saturday is the 11th. I, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, later in the week, uh, I've heard the 11th as well as uh, as the 18th. I, I think the 18th is probably the real date. It's a lot like uh, Trump's reinstatement day. Uh, mm -hmm. It keeps moving. You know, the 18th is my wedding anniversary. And oh. last year. Oh, hey, congratulations. The, thank you. Um, and uh, last year, that was the day that RBG died. 
Oh, oh God. So that ruined my anniversary. <laughs> sure yeah, did. How many yeah. how many years this year, Jody? Just curious. Uh married six together, twenty one. Wow, wow incredible. congratulations, okay, Anna. Congratulations, Lon- yeah. Lonnie bought congratulations. Has Lonnie bought any new death traps? No, not not yet. He okay. still just has the tea bucket and the Bugatti. <laughs> okay. So um We're just concerned about your safety, that's all. Well no, and, and I, I don't wear long scarves good, at all. Good, good. Um so that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, you're you're talking about his uh he's got like a collection of classic cars, right? Cool. Right, he's got he's got a, a tea bucket and um which looks kinda like the Munsters vehicle. <laughs> so cool. I do have a Lily Munster outfit. Oh good. Oh great. Um, that one of these days I will put on and ride in the car <laughs> nice. and he just thumbs thumbed up me on that but he has to dress as Eddie Munster or Herman yes, I haven't yes, decided agreed, which one agreed. Yeah, um, and he went no on that one uh, <laughs> and then he's got a Bugatti replica um, which that's the one I definitely don't wear a long scarf in and um, yeah. I've only been in once and that was enough for me well, I, I understand your concern but they are cool cars yeah, they oh, are. they're cool cars you know they're real nice to look at <laughs> yeah well plus I want to be Lonnie when I grow up so that's yeah. all yeah, we all do. So uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want these insurrections ruining my fucking anniversary. Right. Yeah. Like RBG, God bless her, had to do it last year. But right. see, you know what? You, you had the RBG uh, death happen on your wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Now imagine me. I got this once in a million chance to do a album cover for Yes, and mm-hmm. the album on which that cover appeared was scheduled to be released on September 11th, 2001. So I, I have... Oh, wait, I, sh- I should have gotten... I don't know why I got a rim shot on that one. I meant to do... <laughs> yeah, that, this is yeah. more appropriate. Yeah, I'm not going to do that one again. But yeah, so I think I win, Jody. I'm sorry. I think that's pretty tragic that RBG died on your anniversary. No, you're right. But, you, know. you, you are correct. That would definitely have superseded the record <laughs> yes. release party. Um, right, right. Which is not yeah. nearly the worst thing that happened on 9-11, but that's my, you know, it's my experience. It's your own personal stuff, yeah. and yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. So this uh, group organizing the rally is called Look Ahead America, and it's led by Matt Brainerd, who served as the campaign staffer for Donald Trump. About 300 to 500 attendees are expected at the vet. You know what? That's not a lot of people, but... No. But some of the groups uh, to be attending are the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. Of course, they're all going to be there. Maybe we can round up the ones we haven't gotten already. You know, I've been seeing some videos of Proud Boys getting into, like, fist fights on the median strip along some, <laughs> you know, roadway somewhere. And it's always captioned, at least by them, as being, okay, we, we fought off some Antifa people today. Yeah. Someone needs to seriously look into whether or not these quote-unquote counter-protesters at these Proud Boys rallies are actually Antifa and not Proud Boys people dressed as Antifa. Are you saying that this is not like uh, wrestling? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes, I'm saying that maybe some of these things are staged. I mean, look, my Gen X upbringing (laughs) always wants to go to, maybe this is a setup, maybe this is... uh, Maybe this is some sort of scam. Maybe it's Proud Boys people dressing well, up days, and saying they're Antifa. These days you've been more often correct than incorrect about that feeling. Yeah, lots of things that need to be looked into. In fact, isn't there now a bounty for getting information about uh, why Anthony Kennedy suddenly resigned from yes. the Supreme Court and who paid off Brett Kavanaugh's debt? 
Yeah. The last I saw it was somebody had offered $5,000 and then TV producer Don Winslow uh, kicked in another $50,000. So last I saw, and it may be higher now, I hope it is, $55,000 to any investigative journalist who can uh, uncover who paid Brett Kavanaugh's debts. Holy shit. Buzz, there you go. You got to come out of retirement. You got to. <laughs> yeah, Buzz, that's a nice little retirement bonus. Yeah. <laughs> would be wouldn't it well i'll consider that you've both seen the video of the uh kennedy retirement announcement where trump and kennedy are walking back away from the podium and to go into the other room or whatever it was at the end of the remarks and uh trump says something to kennedy and kennedy reacts with significant alarm like whoa what? <laughs> it kind of uh. makes that kind of go what and so there's been all kinds of speculation as to what Trump may have said to Kennedy, and here's my theory. Yes. I think Trump let it slip to Kennedy that he was considering someone other than Brett Kavanaugh, and that alarmed Kennedy, because I think one of the reasons why Kennedy retired when he did was he got an agreement from either the White House or Mitch McConnell that it was going to be Kavanaugh who was going to replace him. And we've talked, I mean, there have been theories about why Kavanaugh, right? There's some linkage between Kennedy and Kavanaugh. And when Trump may have let it slip that he was possibly considering, I don't know, Jeanine Pirro or some crazy crackpot nominee, you know, some other possibility. That's why Kennedy went, what? And so, uh, I don't know, do either of you have a theory about this or is uh, am I way off that that could possibly be what was discussed there? Because it seems like that's the centerpiece of the whole Kennedy strange to say the whole kennedy conspiracy weird another kennedy conspiracy huh (laughs) yeah i I would presume that it was something along those lines but we just don't know there's clearly something fishy happened Mm. there and somebody paid off brett kavanaugh's ninety two thousand dollar credit card debt and and uh, paid for a two hundred thousand dollar country club membership with money he did not have yeah yeah i don't think you make that kind of cash as a, uh, what was he, an appeals court level uh, justice? Right. Yeah, no, he didn't yeah. have the money to pay right. that off Yeah, that there's quickly. no way. No. Right, right. So uh, where did it come from? Hmm, I hope there's some investigating along those lines. I hope someone comes up with something. And also, finally, why wasn't this investigated before? I don't oh, know. I know. Why, wasn't, yeah. why didn't well, anyone because, look into it before? Because he wasn't a Democrat. Because yeah. we only, did, we only <laughs> investigate. <laughs> That's absolutely only, true. Well, and, and by, to, you know, to look fair, we we have to go after the Democrats. By the way, in my discussion with Eric Bollert yesterday, it was all about the news media and some of the crap from this summer that's slipped through the cracks and has been uh, badly reported on, or uh, you know, just miscarriages of uh, journalistic justice happening on cable news. And uh, first thing out of my mouth, uh, Buzz, was to ask uh, Eric if uh, he was familiar with you, and unfortunately, he was not familiar with you oh. or uh, the Don and Mike show, but. He did say that uh, he he was very accepting of the fact that you are now slowly becoming Eric Bollard. <laughs> yeah. You are now well, in the same uh, category as he is. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've I've followed his tweets for some time, and in the early days, I I developed um, a less than favorable opinion of Eric, and I knew that that was an unpopular opinion to have, so I've kept it to myself. My feeling has changed recently. At the time, I felt he was about many things he was finding in the press. And and I, I still believe he was. Uh, now, however, I find myself agreeing with him more mm-hmm. often than not. And certainly most of the people, if not all the people I respect, uh, follow his press run and, and follow him. And lately, I find myself agreeing with him 
almost entirely. Yeah. So uh, maybe I've evolved, maybe he's evolved, maybe things have evolved, maybe any combination of those. Uh, and, and so I'm eager to go back and listen to your interview with Eric uh, yesterday. Uh, something I might not have done before, but I'm I'm open to it now. I, I just, I worry, what I worried about initially with Eric is that he was damaging uh, an institution we will regret not having. Yeah. If 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 the if the progressives join the conservatives in destroying the media, mm. and we've all contributed to that, uh, we're going to rue the day. We're we're going to regret that. Now, uh, things are wildly out of control right now, as you've pointed out. The press is overcompensating. Uh, trying to prove that it's fair and balanced by going after Joe Biden and trying to prove that it's fair and balanced by not going after Donald Trump. And I, I will say that when I was doing the news, uh, you know, people uh, looked to, to my newscast to get a fairly honest uh, assessment of everything that was going on in any given week. Yeah. I got most of that material from the New York Times and the Washington Post. They mm -hmm. still did some of the finest uh, reporting on the Trump administration that was done. There were things they didn't do. There were things they did wrong. Uh, now I just think they're completely off the they off are. the off the trail with uh, whatever this vendetta is against Biden. One of the things that I think needs to happen in the press, certainly in the television news media, is more explainers. Uh, and I'm, I say that in the most positive sense. You know the beginning of Rachel Maddow's A Block on a usual, on typical weeknight where she gives some background and history to then uh, right. sort of build up to the story that she has planned to talk about. And that is invaluable as far as I'm concerned. I want to see more yes. of that. I want to see uh, journalists on television setting up and, and providing context for these very complicated issues that we're facing. And here's a great example of what I'd like to see more of. And unfortunately, it didn't come from uh, the press. This is a, a post that you uh, shared, Jody, on Twitter, and I think you also shared it on Facebook, about body autonomy. Yeah, it was a great piece that this kid, uh, this parent i guess quoted his son talking yeah. about yeah it was just yeah. it was incredible so i want to get into that i want to read that uh post about body autonomy here because i think it was a fascinating look at what i think a lot of people are getting wrong about uh -huh. the abortion debate specifically the texas abortion ban so we're going to talk about that and a lot more right after these words okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! Great, so goddamn good. This is uh, the Metal Birds, B Y R D S, 
out of Houston, Texas. Whoops. Yeah, Houston, Texas. Uh, the song is called Absolute. TheMetalBirds.com is the website that goes support them. I, I always love when we get some solid metal here, some throwback metal on the show. So thank you, uh, thank you, Metal Birds, for sharing. Okay, getting back into things here as we come close to wrapping up our Thursday show. Uh, yeah, this post about body autonomy, really salient. And really, I'm always looking for an interesting way to to crack the nut of this abortion debate. I still feel like, and I've been talking about this issue, God damn it, since I was in high school, maybe even prior to that, because I was you know, raised Catholic and it's one of the big, abortion's one of the big bugaboos in the Catholic Church. Right. And I've been searching for those kind of Aaron Sorkin-ish salient ways to kind of cut through the debate where it's mm-hmm. almost an insurmountable point to make. And that was a, one of the things that Sorkin did so well on The West Wing and all of his various shows yes. is he was really good at the way he described it as a, taking someone else's words, balling them up in your fist and punching them in the jaw with it. And we need more of that. You talk about ways that we can cut mm-hmm. through a debate with the ways Message. the democratic party can, yeah, can really capitalize on messaging. That's one way. And this is a great laser like point about what's happening right now in Texas. This is written. Uh, Jody, of course, shattered on her, uh, her Twitter feed. This is written by a kid named Brent Graber. Uh, Quote, last night I was in a debate about these new abortion laws being passed in red states. My son stepped in with this comment, which was a real showstopper. One of the best explanations I have read, quote, reasonable people can disagree about when a zygote becomes a human life. That's a philosophical question. However, regardless of whether or not one believes a fetus is ethically equivalent to an adult, it doesn't obligate a mother to sacrifice her body autonomy for another innocent or not body autonomy is a critical component of the right to privacy protected by the constitution as decided in griswold v connecticut mcfall v shimp and of course roe v wade in 1973 consider a scenario where you are a perfect bone marrow match for a child with severe aplastic anemia no other person on earth is a close enough match to save the child's life and the child will certainly die without a bone marrow transplant from you if you decided that you did not want to donate your marrow to save the child for whatever reason the state cannot demand the use of any part of your body for something to which you do not consent It doesn't matter if the procedure required to complete the donation is trivial or if the rationale for refusing is flimsy and arbitrary or if the procedure is the only hope the child has to survive or if the child is a genius or a saint or anything else. The decision to donate must be voluntary to be constitutional. This right is even extended to a person's body after they die. If they did not voluntarily commit to donate their organs while alive, their organs cannot be harvested after death. That's the law. Use of a woman's uterus to save a life is no different from use of her bone marrow to save a life. It must be offered voluntarily. By all means, profess your belief that providing one's uterus to save the child is morally just and refusing is morally wrong. That is a defensible philosophical position, regardless of who agrees and who disagrees. But legally, 
It must be the woman's choice to carry out the pregnancy. She may choose to carry the baby to term. She may choose not to. Either decision could be made for all the right reasons, all the wrong reasons, or anything in between. But it must be her choice. And protecting the right of body autonomy means the law is on her side. Supporting that precedent is what being pro-choice means. Absolutely. Very, very well said. Meanwhile, the anti-mask, anti-vax crowd marching outside of hospitals, uh, marching against vaccines and uh, (laughs) taunting the doctors are are demanding they have body autonomy. You can't make them put a mask over their mouth or inject a foreign substance into their bodies. Yeah, and they would say, in reply to that buzz... Well, we're not talking about a second person here. We're not talking about a person inside of our body. We're talking about ourselves, and we have autonomy over ourselves alone. But you know what? There are other persons. There are uh, potentially hundreds, if not thousands of other persons. That's what Howard was saying. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that could be infected if that person, that irresponsible person who's saying, my body, my choice, gets infected themselves. So it is. You're not. This is the thing that gets lost in all the murkiness and complications of dealing with a pandemic. It gets lost that it's not just about you. Uh, Doctor Doom on the Stephanie Miller show was saying the same thing. It's not just about you. It's about you and everyone you come into contact with. And they don't get that, and they don't think that way. Again, the conservative mind uh, does not believe in a collective. Yeah. The the progressive mind does. Mm -hmm. The conservative mind uh, demands rights for the individual. The uh, progressive mind demands rights for uh, everyone. Uh, Meantime, the Texas abortion snitch website has been shut down yet again by yet another domain provider uh this would be epic epic has shut them down that's epic with a k because they said it violates its terms of use yes you can't start Uh a website where you dox and stalk other people (laughs) precisely so uh this is the thing i mentioned this uh yesterday in fact i wrote about it for the banter newsletter the banter.substack.com about how look it's not just uh, people who are planning to have an abortion who are going to be stalked and doxed and monitored and surveilled it's going to be every pregnant woman to an extent i mean obviously it's it can't be every pregnant woman in texas but pregnant women in texas irrespective of whether they plan to terminate are going to be monitored by these teams of bounty hunters who are going to be operating out of, uh, you know, storefronts and mini malls and back alleys and so on, uh, looking at, well, you know, look, every pregnant woman now has a dollar sign over their heads and they're going to be pursued because there's cash money in it. Well, like I said last week, you know, girls and women going into a pharmacy and buying birth, just to find out if they're pregnant, a pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly right. So people will be searching through their garbage to see if it's a positive result or not. And then, by the way, some pregnancy tests, if they're laid out long enough, it can show a positive result after it had shown a negative result, depending on the test. Yep. And so... people will be going through women's garbage. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We talked about this a little bit on Tuesday, uh, Jody. Um, There are other states now who are now considering copycat laws based on the Texas law. And uh, these are states where we really need to focus activism right now. Before it gets passed, we often have this too little, too late uh, thing that we do here in this country where (laughs) Democrats tend to get outraged about things that have already been passed. Uh, You know, the the ship has already sailed, so to speak. In this case, uh, we can get a jump on it because we've already got information. States like Missouri, 
uh, are looking at copycat laws. Uh, Florida is certainly taking a look at the Texas law. Uh, Republican officials in Arkansas and South Carolina have signaled they're interested in, in exploring the heartbeat bill. Pennsylvania, uh, the author of the state's version of the six-week ban, said he was heartened by the Supreme Court's ruling. There is no heartbeat in a six-week-old zygote because there is no heart. That's right. That's right. And those pregnancy tests don't show pregnancy for at least a couple of weeks, so we're really talking about four weeks. I've read it can be as little as two weeks if you even find out in the six weeks, the the first six weeks of pregnancy. Even women that are trying to get pregnant have to wait a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. in order to be sure. And so it's like, say, they're really trying and they're checking, they're, they're ovulating, they're doing everything right to get pregnant. They still have to wait two to three weeks after a missed period. Yeah, yeah. To find out. This seems like a good place for good news, if I may, and that is that uh, lawsuits against uh, the Texas law have already been filed, Mm -hmm. and we are expecting an announcement sometime today. I don't believe it's come down yet. Uh, uh, That's okay, but we're expecting an announcement today from the Justice Department about exactly what it does plan to do uh, uh, to Texas for uh, what it's done with its abortion law. Uh, I I think we're going to see, as opposed to just the sort of statement that we got, uh, the commitment, the verbal commitment we got from Merrick Garland the other day, I think today you're going to see some action. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I got to say right here and now, Buzz, thank you for jumping in today. And and also... Yeah, thank you so much. Also, thank you for being Buzz Lasso on the show today. (laughs) Coming in with the positive news. Yes, because... It's an honor. Yeah, I'm giving Dr. Doom, Dr. Irwin Redliner, uh, a run for his money here. Uh, I, I believe I believe days. and believe. I believe and believe. <laughs> and you know what, by the way, since last Friday's Ted Lasso, I've been going yes. around saying, you're darn tootin', Vladimir Putin. Putin. I've <laughs> <laughs> been going around saying that all week. Yeah. Can't Another wait for that. Episode. Yeah. In fact, I tweeted that the other day, got a like from Jason Sudeikis himself. So I was really oh, happy to see that. That was always, always a nice know, compliment. Yeah. Do you know that Ted, the Ted Lasso account on Twitter has more, many more followers than Jason Sudeikis does? Oh, Jesus. That's incredible. That's yeah. funny. Well, also, Jason Sudeikis doesn't really use Twitter a whole lot. He's got zero tweets. But So that, that I guess that's a, another sign that maybe there was a cool thing that I got a like from Jason Sudeikis, who never uses Twitter. What's funny is nobody go. thinks Jason Sudeikis is real, but everybody believes in Ted Lasso. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, lots more to talk about here coming up on the Postmortem Show, including... Whether we should keep calling it the post-mortem show or change the name to the Shadow Docket. We're going to talk about that coming oh, up I here. like that idea. Yeah, the we're Shadow gonna, Docket. Yeah, we're going yeah, to toss that around a little bit coming up on the uh, post-mortem. Plus, I'm thinking about putting out a poll um, and some, uh, some, I don't know. God, why am I even using this to promote the post-mortem show? We're going to talk about Trump for a second because Trump, Trump said some weird things about Robert E. Lee yesterday. So we got to talk about <laughs> Trump on Robert E. Lee, and that would you know, be I rich. To, yeah, I, I look, it, it uh, it's right in my wheelhouse. It's like one of those things where combining Civil War history and Trump being a goddamn doofus. Those are my you know couple of things that I follow. So naturally, we're going to talk about that. I, I can't I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm going to listen. All right. Well, that's coming up on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Meantime, Jody Hamilton is at from-the-bunker.com. Also, patreon.com slash from the bunker go support uh jody and david shockett and sean barton a great great show happening over there and uh, certainly worth your uh, support and of course buzz burbank is on twitter and facebook just search for buzz burbank or as we're calling him now buzz lasso okay <laughs> 
All right, that's Thank it for guys. the show. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on the after party tomorrow with Kimberly. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. It's not a tumor.